of Sam, Mary, and Pippin. They're like, would you like some yeah, sausages? They were cooking up some mean looking sausages. Put it out, you though. fools. Put it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you be offended if your friend just shouted, you fool? You fool. <laughs> Ice cream make truck living. is the most perverse thing on this planet. Maybe wow. not on this planet. Yeah. Wow. But it's definitely top 20. Wyatt was like, where the heck did you get pizza? And I'm like, I don't know. It's been in the fridge for a while. Luke falls in the pit. And Darth Vader uses the force to hit the switch. And oh. goes, all too easy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got so his sass. I'm like, all right. There's a lot of good moments. on that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't take it. Welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wise Works podcast. We're so glad you're here, all you guys, gals, geeks, and goofballs. Saved it. <laughs> Saved it. Just keep clicking. Just click it. I've gotten used to it. For some reason, <clears throat> the, the intro always replays mm, yeah. when I hit the next button. So I just... <laughs> Hit it a few times, and then it'll get through. Don't spill your drink. <laughs> right off the top. How are you fellas? Josh, I'm, you're back. I'm, I've, yeah, I had a small vacation. We didn't, it doesn't seem like a vacation for them because. Yeah, because we recorded Pre-recorded, podcasts. pre-recorded, they don't know that. Absolutely. But they do now. Um, I'm back, yeah. Uh, I was in South Carolina. I did some things, now I'm back. That's fun. Very good. That's good. It's good to get away for a while. Yeah. Always good. Away from Wyatt. <coughs> how away are you guys? <laughs> how are you guys feeling about the holidays? We're in the midst of the holiday season. We've broken the threshold. It's the holiday season. And whoop de doo and dickory dock. I didn't know where you guys were going. Don't forget at five, five o'clock. Well, to hang up your sock, cause he's coming down the, the chimney. chimney See, I, I always forget every Christmas yeah. song. Really. Uh, and and then I it's like I sort of know Christmas songs. Yeah, like you sort of you know all the choruses to every Christmas song. Yeah, but do you know all the lyrics? Because you only hear them once a year. That's true. Um, I feel I'm excited for some holidays. Not so excited for other holidays. Which holidays are you not excited for? For Thanksgiving, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Okay, that's first, and then we'll get into Christmas. We got a turkey. We got, you a, got a turkey. turkey. We got a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> We we gonna who's cooking this turkey by the way? I am. So the, wait, the, you got the turkey you're making? I am because I was gonna do the Gornish, but tell yeah. the story. So the so the plan was to he he was gonna cook Gornish hens, mm. and we were each sort of gonna bring something. I was gonna bring the green bean casserole mm. and maybe the candied yams if my mom Ooh. sends me the recipe. Uh, candied yams. And, on that. Yeah, <clears throat> and then. You know, and everybody's going to bring something. Yeah. And so then I was at work the other day and my boss texted me. He said, hey, you got a turkey from corporate. Oh, I, like, I was like, what? A turkey? <laughs> a turkey. So I called Joe and I'm like, hey, uh, I, kn- I know you were dead set on doing them Gornish hens, <laughs> but uh, 
I got a turkey for free. We got to eat the whole thing. How? I don't, I mean, invite people. If we're not going to invite more people, Listen, then we don't have to eat the whole thing. We're going to eat the whole thing. We're going to be like Joey. Legitimately, <laughs> if we don't, I will put it in my fridge and make turkey sandwiches for days. Do you put mayonnaise on those turkey sandwiches? <laughs> he puts mayonnaise in them. Yeah. And then he puts pepper on that mayonnaise. <laughs> he likes peppered mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I, I won't apologize for who I am. <laughs> pepper mayonnaise. I apologize for who I am. <laughs> what I like. Right. Look, I don't just eat mayonnaise, okay? Mayonnaise sandwiches. Mayonnaise turkey sandwiches. It's got to be a ton of pepper. Okay. Yeah. A ton of pepper. The, the Look, the mayonnaise is spicy on its own. <laughs> but you got to add the pepper. <laughs> Gosh, I don't, I, mayonnaise I despise. It's the plague of this I can do it on land. sandwiches. That's the only place I can do it. Ooh. Well, well, we're having Thanksgiving yeah. turkey. We are having Thanksgiving we are. turkey. We are doing. Are we still doing the? Since it was technically free, are you still doing like the the green bean and all this stuff? Yes. So apparently, uh, a lot of people don't know that green bean casserole. <laughs> you guys know about green bean casserole. Yeah, I think we all do. My mom's always made green bean casserole with pork chops in it, <laughs> and I don't mean chunks of pork chops. I mean pork chops. Pork, <laughs> chop, pork chops. Everybody gets a chop. And, and some turkey. And some green bean casserole. And, and some green bean casserole and some turkey. I'm not a green bean guy, though. Now, tell me Me this. either. You're but supposed I love to, green bean you, casserole. You're supposed to cook the pork chops before you put them so in the casserole. you sear the pork chops. Yes. And then you put you sear them on both sides, a mm -hmm. good sear. Mm -hmm. And then you put them in the pan, you put them in the oven. Okay. Uh, under the green bean stuff. Gotcha. The green bean mixins. The mixins. Uh, <laughs> and then they sit in the oven for about an hour. Okay. So they get fully cooked in the oven, and then that's when you put your what is it, the onion stuff on top. Yeah, the the dried onions. Um, and then they, you know, they're in there for another ten minutes until it's golden brown on top. Take those yeah, out, and then it's ready to eat. Okay. Um, but for Christmas, ham. Yeah, <laughs> you're going home. Yeah, I'm going home for Christmas. We're also going home. Everybody's going home for th for Christmas. Mm. We'll be home for Christmas. I don't know. That's, if that's a song. That's the only time that song has ever applied to me. Yeah, you've yeah. always been home for Christmas. I've always been home for Christmas. Now you're saying I'll be home for mm -hmm. Christmas. Um, it's a weird feeling when all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I gotta go home for Christmas. Because mm. then you're like, if I don't go home, then I'm gonna be like the outcast. You're yeah. alone what's, in my apartment. Uh, what's your <laughs> Do you have any besides just eating Thanksgiving traditions? I don't really want to get into Christmas quite yet. We got a lot. This of time is what to I think. Okay, you got any Christmas uh, Thanksgiving traditions? I um, say we create one. Okay, I say oh. we play board games and we play video games till late in the evening. Look, I, I, while I, we drink I'll sparkling video cider, games. I'm good with that. Only if if it's not, I have this pet peeve and football. That's what we should do. When we say board games, yeah. it usually ends up being Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples. I'm thinking chess. I don't do those games I'm thinking anymore. Risk. Yeah, something something fun. Yeah, yeah. Imagine playing Mario Kart and in, between, in between races, you know you're brought, making your plays from South for Carolina? Risk. What? I brought Lord of the Rings Risk. Heck back yeah. Back in South Carolina. That's fun. Heck yeah. I brought Lord of the Rings Risk. We have Lord of the Rings something else in there i don't know what it is and then we got a bunch of lord of the rings versions of games which actually know. is a great tease for today's episode yeah. 
But before we get to today's episode, yes, which sir. does happen to be Lord of the Rings themed, we're going to talk a little bit about Dune Part 2. Dune, Dune Part 2. Dune. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Dune. Do that Sardaukar chant. Heck I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, But technically, Dune Part 1. But part two. Yeah, so Dune part two. The ha- the other half of... The other half of the movie. Of Dune. Uh, it has been officially announced. Yes, Heck yeah. yeah, dude. I am so excited. I'm not even a big Dune head yet. It's It's been officially announced. I had um, a note that I saved that I forgot to pin down somewhere. Things we know. The director, the cinematographer, Craig. 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 I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, Dennis. Thank goodness. Dennis Villeneuve. Dennis um, Villeneuve. The we better director. have more than Zendaya in this movie. We are. Absolutely. This Freaking will be, Paul and Zendaya are together. Of course there's going to be more Zendaya. This there will be, be the big. Be. Wouldn't it be crazy if they recasted Zendaya? Ooh. That'd be insane. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst. Um, so, so a little bit of news. Okay. In the opening weekend, setting a pandemic record for Warner Brothers. Wait, what do you mean by pandemic? Which means like, since the pandemic, this is probably the highest grossing opening weekend film. Okay. Yeah, it made. Uh, how much did HBO make off this? Do you have that number? I'm just so curious. we'll let him get I'm, to I'm the first. I'm not sure number. how much okay. HBO didn't cost. It didn't cost for the movie. Yeah, but I people you know probably got. Subscriptions I don't know. I don't have it. the HBO numbers. HBO didn't make. Well, yeah. If H, if HBO got subscriptions for Dune, that's money in the pocket. But also HBO has to pay Warner Brothers for the contract to mm-hmm. put their stuff on the platform. So mm-hmm. we don't know that that doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's, let's look at opening weekend. So it grossed. Uh, eighty-four million domestically, Ooh. and eighty-four domestic, domestic, and then two hundred forty-six million five hundred thousand international. What is domestic? I'm, I'm, it means in the U.S. In the U.S. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then international over two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah. Everybody coming in clutch for Dune, yeah. man. Is that's. It's good numbers. And they pretty much announced they pretty much announced part two was happening after opening weekend. They're like, we did it. Yeah, it was like three days. The threshold has been met. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Dune part two, everybody. I don't want to be a like a a downer, but Debbie, do you think uh, all of this, the people watching and getting so much on opening weekend was all that advertising Zendaya did? I think it was us. Yeah, I think us, us, this podcast, this podcast alone. Also, Ben Shapiro and Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro did a few reviews, and he was like, "I recommend you go and watch this in a theater. It's made for a theater. You should watch it in a theater." Yeah, technically speaking, (laughs) I did not. I, 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 it's made for a theater. You should watch it in a theater. The the most (laughs) interesting critique he had on his review was he was like, "This movie felt about." What is it? It felt about fifth. It felt about twenty minutes too long and about two and a half hours too short. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, "I would have been happy if they would have stopped at Jessica and Paul going through the the wilderness before they met." What's the people? Stilgar? The Fremen? Yes, yeah, the Fremen or Stilgar specifically. Mm-hmm. He was like, "It felt <laughs> then, twenty minutes too long, and then make a whole and other two movie. and a half hours too short." <laughs> it's like if, if they were going to keep going, they should have just gone the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I didn't care for the point in which they chose to end part one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're excited for part two. Yeah, we don't have much to say other than that. Um, except all of more. the actors they were posting. Something. Yeah, the actors were posting, and I believe 
Hans Zimmer has already done 90 minutes of new music already for the next movie. Do you think Um, Hans Zimmer just like gets on his little electric piano and he's just like, (laughs) oh yes, (laughs) yes, satisfy. That's fun. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's satisfying. It's satisfying. Let's do some horns now. <laughs> Horn. Horns, horns. Now let's put in the and uh, now some vocal yugulations. <laughs> it's like you get a person going ah, and then he does ah. <laughs> He's like, that's satisfying. That's satisfying. <laughs> oh man, we gotta love him. Yeah, well, he's that's... our generation's. What's his name? John Williams. John Williams. Jonathan Williams. Hans Zimmer, mm. you can't not love him. Even mm. if you don't I care for our, all of his our soundtracks. John Williams is John Williams. No, John Williams was out there doing Jaws. He was out there doing freaking yeah, Indiana Jones. He established the big movies of the 80s and but, I mean, 90s. Who's still, establishing the big movies he's now? Still doing, he's still freaking doing Hans stuff, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer is, Hans is, Zimmer is the forefront he's of the big composers one. currently. Um, yeah, that's the Dune News. Dune News. Dune Part 2. Everybody, it's happening. It's happening. We did it. We should be celebrating ourselves Mm -hmm. and we should be proud we should be proud why because we're even though we're mild fans slightly more mild maybe hard a little harder a little harder it doesn't matter what level of fan you are of Mm -hmm. dune the fact is we collectively did it everybody's enjoying it it. everybody's everybody's i'm watching youtube videos she texts me she's like freaking wow dune my dad watched it when he was in the hospital Mm. and he was like wow that was a great (laughs) movie and my dad's i i never know with him when it it comes to movies he's wow i never know he might have been on medication (laughs) that doesn't matter i bet you the medication made probably made it better (laughs) made it much better he's gonna watch it a second time be like i remember this better Yeah. <laughs> Dune That's is it. exciting. We loved part one. You said it was a play-by-play of the book. Hmm. Um, Dune part two might be the same, but at least we get to see it visually. The the people that... We're becoming super fans, slowly but surely, Joshua. I, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I'm just imagining your dad in in the hospital with like like on drugs, which he probably wasn't with for what he was. Maybe he was a little bit, but not like super high, but just like... Ah, oh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa. Wow. Jason Momoa, man. <laughs> beard, I'm gonna look no like beard. Him. Make a choice, man. <laughs> Make um, a uh, what was it? Also, oh, also, I read that uh, uh, Villeneuve, the director, said yeah. that there is no extended cut mm. of the first movie. I thought he said there was. He said there's no extended cut. He might well, be lying. He might be lying. You know what? Like they might the freaking... Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield being in Spider-Man thing? Could be a lie. Mm. Could be a lie. And it, Or it could be that he contractually isn't allowed to say anything about an extended yeah. cut until later. So yeah. he's like, I'm not going to play around. I'm just going to lie until it's ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope there is one, my man. It's interesting. By the way, I've been enjoying the YouTube videos that he's been putting out, Mm -hmm. or he did a couple where he would break down scenes from the film. Mm -hmm. I've been really enjoying those. Enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's Dune Part 2, everybody. Congratulate yourself. Congratulate your friend. Thank you. This is for you and us and everybody who enjoyed the film. We'll be an American holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, any... Anorak. What's the what's the planet? 
Arrakis. Anthrax. Anthrax. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Today got it. an anthrax holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's Arrakis. Arrakis. All right. You and can, you can learn Arrak- you can Arrak- learn the name Arrakis, but until you do, just call it Dune. Dune. There's two, Today two names. Today will be a Dune holiday. No, it's more of the planet, you know? Desert planet. The thing is, out of most That's of the names in Dune... Today will be a planet. desert planet holiday. No, it, out of one. most of the names and words, the hardest one I'm getting established mm. is Fremen. Fremen for, for some Fremen. reason, like I'll, I'll think about it for like a majority of the day, and then I, all of a sudden, I got you. when I want to think about it or I talk about it, I it's like, remember, what are they called? I couldn't remember Paul's father's name. Yeah, Leto? even after, like after after he was out of the book, after he was dead, I what couldn't remember his name. What Leto? L e t o Leto or Leto? He died. Spoiling it for people, my gang. Go watch Dune if you haven't seen it. Well, we already did a review on it. If they watch us regularly, they're already messed up. <clears throat> well, yeah. go watch it if you have not seen it. And that's all I've got to say about it. Absolutely, absolutely. May, eat some macaroni and cheese while you watch it. it that's a, that'd be Does good Does it make time. it better? Yeah. Does it dry your throat out, that salty I mac know. and cheese? I don't know. I didn't. Do you like, like, I didn't eat mac and cheese while I watched the movie. a little dry in here. Are you hot? <laughs> Watching Dune. <laughs> Stuffy? What if you watched Dune and every, you weren't allowed to have anything to drink, but every single time that we, Mm -hmm. I don't know, something random that happens a lot, we just, you eat a saltine. (laughs) (laughs) You eat a saltine watching Dune? Watching Dune, eating saltines that are covered in like cinnamon. My every, favorite snack. What, what happens a lot in the movie that would okay? Why every time they say spice, every time they say spice, you eat you to you to saltine. Okay. Every time they say dune. Every time they see say spice, you, you eat, eat a saltine you know, with every, cinnamon on it. Every time they say arrakis. <laughs> oh. That's that would be a fun eating dune game. Mm-hmm. Eat dune. Eat dune. Spice. <laughs> Is it I don't know if you could do the cinnamon, but just a, a saltine with no water, that's still bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go ahead and transition to the main topic we have for tonight. Mm. How's that sound? Before, or, or you could eat a Popeye's biscuit. Ba- okay, now, <laughs> now, now to the main topic. <laughs> Popeye's biscuit. <clears throat> ah! <laughs> We're going to be talking about Frodo. Frodo Frodo Baggins. We're diving into the world of Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. We're going... The magical... I mean, we're even delving into the blessed realm towards the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to be making... We're going to be making the trip along with Frodo. Um, We're talking about Lord of the Rings. We're we're getting into the whole Lord of the Rings thing. We're focusing on Frodo Baggins. Absolutely. um, We're going into the wonderful world of Middle Earth. Have you guys watched the movie Tolkien? I'm just curious. Mm-mm. No. I, oh, okay, well then never mind. I was going to say, what was you, what's your thought on Shut it? Shut it down. A lot nah. of, a lot Didn't of fans it out. like Didn't it. Watch Some it. fans don't like it. I uh-huh. think probably the majority of people don't like it. They said it wasn't super accurate. I enjoyed the movie. That's cool. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> it has everything. <laughs> I'm Josh, not he's the like, guy with the fan. I don't care about historical accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I... Like his, this story, this mm-hmm. story, this, this story. version of events. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I no. understand it. The trailer looked good. I just never got around to watching it, and they mm-hmm. didn't promote it hard enough to remind me. Mixed with, I never 
felt the calling to watch it. Yeah, yeah. So at this point in my life, I haven't seen it. They're, uh, I only bring it up because right now in theaters, they are doing C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I don't, I think it's more of it. It's not indie, but it's more not as well known. It's not like big Hollywood, but I mm-hmm. think they um, are doing like a some sort of C.S. Lewis thing right now. Do you think uh, they, you think they're kind of doing these great writers dirty the same way they did the Noah and Exodus story? No. <laughs> did you guys watch that? <laughs> I don't think it was that far off. I think the premise was there. The only thing that I think they added to it, they added more of a love story, I think, mm-hmm. than may, that maybe wasn't there originally because they wanted more of a love tale to yeah. go along with Hollywood it. likes to do that. They like to shoehorn in love stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoehorn in love like love is important. Every time I see a movie, love. Love. Love, love story. You got, you got a really cool premise like Creating Middle Earth. Yeah. Enough said. Werewolves. Love story. But like, why? Why do I need that? Sheesh. I don't need that to Robert watch. Freaking, and they did Alan zombies. <laughs> they did zombies. Love story. It was a comedy, but love story. No, no, no. That, that same was, guy was in Tolkien. Uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah, I know. That the same was a that love story originally. I'm talking about a movie like, uh, like The Matrix. The yeah. Matrix didn't yeah, yeah. need a love story. Not, but love story, there it is. Mm-hmm. Which all, we should acknowledge, I, I mm-hmm. gotten some hate recently on the studio channel. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> Josh is denying it. No, um, it no. really kind of started. I think the real hate kind of started with the Matrix video that we put out. the The reaction to the new trailer, and then we people started saying, "Have you guys even seen it? Mm-hmm. What's going on here?" <laughs> and then from there, we've gotten a few negative comments until the storm that shook the studio channel this past yeah. week. The Batman, the, ba- the Batman trailer reaction. I mean, freaking Gotham entered our comment section. Yeah, the, uh, there was a guy literally called I Am Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> and, and which was funny because I, I had just responded to one of the comments saying, you know, being sarcastic, saying, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Batman really appreciates you leaving this comment. And then a guy called "I Am Vengeance" with a Batman pick responds. I'm like, oh wait, right, you want to hear something hilarious? Mm. I was like, be, all right. To be fair, to be fair, I am like we are as a group not like we are diving into the world of online hatred. Mm. Yeah, and. So this is our first real encounter and we don't have a huge following. So we're like, well, if we're getting a significant amount of disrespect, I'm a, I'm a look up these couple people and I won't do this into the future. It won't become a habit, but I'm going to dive a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went to I am vengeance's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Did know. you see yeah, his recent too. videos? Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking cell phone footage in the dark. He's cosplaying as Batman. But, yeah. And he's like, he's a chubbier fella. Cosplaying mm-hmm. as Batman, like cell phone, low por- low quality footage. He's going like, <laughs> walking away from. The look, camera. look. I don't want to. I don't want to degrade. That's his YouTube channel. I, I don't want to degrade. I invent. Well, he if he's coming at us, <laughs> look, let listen, him have it. Everybody has something that they're a super fan of, yeah. and his thing is Batman, and he knows about Batman, and he dress. He is Batman. He is Batman. Well, he's I, I secede the knowledge to him. <laughs> 
uh, and and others, other Batman fans, other other super fans. We are not super fans. We know? are strong connoisseurs. We're strong connoisseurs of good storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm sorry, but that storytelling isn't always in your favorite fandom. That's right. It's and in a bunch of fandoms. Also, Hollywood is putting these stories out for the world mm. to enjoy and criticize. Yeah. So our opinion is just as valid as someone who has spent mm, right. the majority of their life being obsessed with the caped crusader. Yeah. Now, when jo- all the all the all the comments saying about Josh disliking Robbie Pat, mm-hmm. valid. <laughs> <laughs> also, me and Wyatt never made those comments. It was all Joshua. Yeah, it was Joshua. What are you doing, Joshua? I'm trying to watch this guy's videos. <laughs> <laughs> Your honest thing. Yeah, yeah. Gotta learn. Gotta learn about. about Gotta my, learn about my fans. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely a fan now. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not a hater. Oh, his comment was funny though. What's good? I am vengeance. I said. I said uh, um, something about the channel being, you know, it's just for it, it's just for humor. And commentary. And he's like, well, it's not humorous, and y'all don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, he said, it's a commentary. Yeah, he said, it, yeah. you guys, it's a commentary. Like, you're not funny. Comedy show, and it's not funny, and you don't know what you're talking about, essentially. Which is that, you know, coming from like I, from Look. what I would see as like... <clears throat> Like a regular old person, yeah. I'd be like, "Well, crap, man, that hurt my feelings." Yeah. But then you look at his videos, and it's like, "Well, at least we're trying something, and we have expertise <laughs> behind what we do. We're not filming stuff on our cellular phone." Also, yeah. so it's like, Mr. "Well, you give and you take." Mister the Vengeance, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm funny. I think he's funny too. I think you guys are funny, and I don't think. Uh, you the, saw how hard I laughed. I don't. I don't think I am vengeance. Uh, knows what comedy is. Oh, that's a hard take. I mean, a, but I don't strong. think he knows what comedy is. And clearly, I don't think he understands what timing. Because he doesn't know is. who Batman is. He clearly knows who Batman. No, he doesn't. You got to give him that. You got to give him at he least one. Knows thing. his Batman. He knows who Batman he is. Knows, he knows he, he is. Knows, <laughs> he knows uh, where his hairline's at. Yeah, I don't hey, know. I don't know what his hairline's at. He probably understands the hairdos of the Batman. Mm. I mean, people. When you were cu- when you said something about the bowl cut, there were people being like, "Batman, <laughs> Batman. He's still he's like the darkest, angriest version of himself. He he's not the." I don't know why people kept saying this. I saw this over and over again, mm-hmm. but it was just like a talking point that I noticed people were saying. They kept saying he's he hasn't understood his Bruce Wayne playboy persona yet. Mm-hmm. He's still figuring things out. But I'm like, mm-hmm. he grew up as Why Bruce do Wayne. we care? He is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Why do we care about the billion the million dollar playboy persona? We understand about character development, and also they're like, I read one that was like, he hasn't, he hasn't discovered how to like direct his anger, and I'm like, no, he has. Yeah, it's called Batman. As Batman, this is like year two Batman. Also, his parents died when he was like 13. Yeah, 14. He's He's been been in the trenches for a while. Yeah, he's been living with this for a long time, and he's he's figuring out how to direct it. Becoming Batman was 
a step in the mental health, like, or what he saw as justice for himself Mm -hmm. and for other people. That was the good option for him. You know what? um, Go ahead. What I should have said the Mm -hmm. whole video instead of all that. You should have said, I love Robert. I should have said, (laughs) give him every job. guy named Bilbo Baggins, I mean, Frodo Baggins. Yeah. Let's, Let's have a conversation about him. You know what? I'm glad you said. Speaking of hair, (laughs) let's talk about the greatest, the greatest head of hair in cinema history. Uh, Uh, no! no. Did you see the guy on Dune? She. What's his name? And uh, Paul. Paul Atreides. Yeah. (laughs) Paul Atreides. (laughs) Paul (laughs) Atreides. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. That hair. That hair game. On point. On point. Freaking. And I mean, uh, I'm really insecure. Paula. Paula. Paula, Why am I saying Paula Molly? No. uh, Jason Momoa. Yes, I'm the, uh, the uh, uh, Jason Momoa, the and, hair game on and Leto Atreides, their hair game. It was, it was good. No, friggin', I'm very insecure, man. Yeah, you've got Paul hair. No, I'm, no, mm. I don't. No, I don't. Come on, do this. <laughs> you got the Batman hair, dude. You, you, if it were longer, you could do Paul. I'm really insecure. My do, wife, you could do the Paul hair. Has got herself a crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's un, it's unflattering. Yeah, to me. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to either talk to her or I'm going to encourage it. I don't know. But if Bro, we have, if I ever hair. meet, if I ever get to the point where I'm meeting celebrities, <laughs> Timothy is off freaking <laughs> limits. We'll meet Jason. Jason's not her type, yeah. believe it or not. I mean, it's every girl's kind of type, but <laughs> <laughs> Jason's not big, big like and her. muscly. <laughs> yeah, big and muscly. But like the scrawny, cute, innocent looking, but you know, powerful, emo kind of-ish dude. That's Kenzie's, I guess. Mm. <laughs> so Timothy, not gonna meet <laughs> Let's you, bro. Let's move on. Let's right. move on. You're getting upset. <laughs> I can tell you're getting upset. Why'd you do it? Why'd you have to play <laughs> and do Frodo Baggins. Let's Frodo Baggins. We're gonna talk about Frodo Baggins, but let's first set up where Frodo came from. He's a mm. hobbit. He's. Some say that. Some, some say, say that. that. What's so, the earlier names for them? Well, Halfling? I think I don't think. Well, the thing is, I I don't know actually, but I know halflings is a traditional slang word, or maybe maybe the original. Is name that a them. derogatory term? I don't think so. No. What are they? How were they made? I got it. What would it? Little ones. <laughs> little ones. <laughs> yeah. They took is the little a, ones. What's the derogatory term for hobbit? I don't know if there mm-hmm. is one. Okay. Jarrow Togan wasn't thinking that. Mm. But let's Maybe talk was, about this. But... So, you know, the children of the Iluvatar, the elves, yeah, and yeah. then later the men of yep. Middle-earth, yep. Yep. they come into being mm-hmm. by Iluvatar himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was according to their time. Apparently, the hobbits came into being around the beginning of the third age of Middle-earth. Hmm. Um, and they came in, they kind of came up. So, uh, you know, the elves and the men kind of arose, kind of Mm -hmm. came into being in certain parts of Middle-earth. Well, the hobbits came into being in this area of Middle-earth, which is in between Mirkwood and the Misty Mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, They lived there for a long time. They thrived. They established themselves as a race. cellar door? You know, maybe. Maybe. They might, there might have been a, a cellar door in the woods. Reference to something else. I understand. They pop open <laughs> a little door. Like, We're here, Middle Earth. <laughs> There's barrels and hobbit things down there. <laughs> they came out looking like, <laughs> like in, in their little vests. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, 
feel like I've lived a thousand years. <laughs> let's go. Who's do ready some, to get drunk? Yeah, let's go <laughs> do some farming. It's like it's over. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> who was the one who said that? Uh, uh, it was one of you guys said the Shire is like Middle Earth's retirement community. <laughs> well, I don't remember that. It, I think it was you. My, you said I, it's like sounds it's like, like a Joshua the, saying. It's like the retirement. It's restful. It's peaceful. Yeah, you know, maybe it's where all the gay people that get old go to live. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to take a hard <laughs> stance like that. No, that's what they do. You know, <laughs> they laugh a lot there. They're like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, you laugh. <laughs> you laugh a lot. You relax. You live life. You dance at parties. I mm. do definitely want to eat food. Create my own. Shire? Shire and and live there. Maybe not in the ground, but have my own. Well, I want to be a gardener when I... And I want to brew beer, and I want to become a gardener. You want to become a hobbit. Yes, and I want to eat I all think the, everybody, when they get old, wants the meats, to be a hobbit. All the cheeses, yeah. and breads that I can Walking eat. Walking around barefoot. Do the elbow dance with women. Mm-hmm. Other other hobbit women. <laughs> and then you, you jump, up on a, jump up on a barrel and go like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is my application. I need to find myself my rosy corn dancer. Right. Do it. So anybody who wants to apply for this position, you can comment down below. Yeah. No, show up at my farm. Uh, I don't have the farm yet. Josh so End is what I call it. I, I can. Somebody needs to bring a real big pumpkin. <laughs> All right. Well, after a period of time that they lived in this area of Middle Earth. Well, no, I don't, I, we, All right, we have a lot to get into <laughs> and you keep derailing. Okay, let's keep going. All right, things became kind of dangerous for them there. Yes. And because of the hobbits, they are naturally comfort seekers. Mm-hmm. So they started migrating west. Um, some of the hobbits, they stayed behind, but a majority of them left. Mm-hmm. Now, they eventually made their way all the way west and got themselves to the area around the Shire, like Bree, the Shire, this part, the circle yeah. part. Right. And they established homes. Yes. And then they, they got to the Shire, it's countryside, it's farming. They're like, this is where we need to be. Mm-hmm. This speaks to us. Um, that's where the majority of them went. Now, they also started breaking into families, and we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. And then they founded um, Buckland, I believe is what it's called. And uh, and so th- th- it just became a hot point for hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the ones who kind of stayed back in their original place, it was just a few of them. But actually, because hobbits, some hobbits stayed there, they continued to grow. Their families still became well stayed established in that area and that actually is what speculated as the place because Smeagol mm-hmm. was from the fam- a distant yeah. relative of that family this, they believe Smeagol this was his or originating spot so he that one of the people one was of, a hobbit uh, but he uh, no he is he is a, technically a hobbit but these these guys are a little bit different they're not like, he's not a shire hobbit a big mm-hmm. thing these hobbits can grow beards hobbits can't grow beards maybe I didn't know actually, and I didn't find that detail, but that's a good hobbits, point. Uh, hobbits can't grow beards, facial hair, but these hobbits were rumored to be able to grow facial hair. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, heck yeah. Well, anyway, a little, we, a little, a little, little golem with too. a chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's rumored that Smeagol was not a, a, a Shire hobbit. He was actually um, one of the original he comes from a family that stayed in the original yeah. origin spot of the hobbits. 
Um, what's going on, bro? There we go. Come on, bro. So let's get into the Shire. So Woo. they est- they came into the Shire and established themselves in the year of 1601 of the Third Age. Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting fact about the Shire is it originally was a part of the kingdom of Arnor, mm-hmm. which was the sister kingdom to Gondor, which you will recognize from the films. Um, now, eventually, Arnor... Now they actually had wars and stuff. They were they had, you know, conflicts, mm. and the hobbits actually even served in some of those wars. There was you know stories of hobbits becoming archers and things of that nature. But Arnor eventually deteriorated as a kingdom, and when that happened, the hobbits declared the Shire and the people of the Shire independent, an independent locale. So they're no longer a part of a kingdom because Arnor was no longer a kingdom. I mean, they eventually sort of forgot about the hobbits. Honestly, a lot of Middle Earth is like, ah, we've heard we've heard whisperings, mm-hmm. little people that have unusual hairy spots. Are they dwarves? Are they dwarves? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're mutant I, dwarves. I think one of the things I remembered most about reading the beginning of the Lord of the Rings books when when it's explaining hobbits mm-hmm. is like they, they, they make bread, they mm-hmm. farm, but you won't find the, the uh, a, a hobbit trying to be a cobbler. <laughs> it, yeah, that's a difficult profession because they don't wear shoes. <laughs> no shoes. Yeah, that no was shoes. the book, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Freaking J.R.R., man. He, he was rolling. Who? J.R.R. Martin? Tolkien. Oh, <laughs> George Martin. He was um, rolling in the jokes on this. Ride. Yeah, they don't wear shoes and they're very, very silent, mm-hmm. you know, second only to elves. You can yeah. just imagine him like either sitting in his his like smoking office at, with like a giant pipe mm-hmm. and like giggling him to himself. <laughs> just, writing, just writing like slice of life stuff <laughs> you know yeah i mean like i'm gonna tell a shoe joke now because these creatures mm-hmm. don't can we, wear uh, shoes can we go back to the other slide i wanna yeah. i wanna just gander at this map because i like this map we got bag end mm-hmm. um we got hobbiton obviously hobbiton bag end is a big part of Ho- well hobbiton is where bag end is located yeah. bag end is bilbo's home um stock Debris land. We got yeah. scary up there. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Right under Brock and Borings. Mm. I, honestly, the, these are a lot of things that you cover when you get deep into the lore, which is why it's already established. We are not necessarily a show that gets deep into lore at this point, but mm. we are aficionados mm-hmm. of stories. So a lot of these things, like you have to get deep to understand the history, the specifics of characters that impacted other characters that you might know that's in the story. But the Shire is a beautiful land that has a lot of history, has a lot of life, has a lot of uh Reminds me of Pennsylvania. That's a good freaking mm, point. I was I was just about to say something, and I know they watch at least some people watch, you know, like little hobbit kids that are running around like these ones are like, fireworks can now. <laughs> I kind of in the back of my head, I think of little hobbit kids every time I see uh um Elijah kids, <laughs> yeah, you know the little, hobbit, <laughs> little kids. hobbit kids. Fireworks, fireworks, DJ, fireworks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
at this point, once they're well established in the Shire, yeah, we they start dividing and multiplying. Mm. There's a quite a few Ooh. names. There's quite a few popular you, Hobbit families that spring up. What? Go ahead. You think uh, uh, Hobbit women are, are beautiful uh, names, or you think they're? I think they're on par with their men. Oh, okay, yeah, I would probably agree with that. You know, but I doubt they're the most unattractive in Middle Earth. Mm. I've heard the dwarf, the dwarf women, are not <laughs> hey, okay. particularly. Look, <laughs> all right. They just have facial hair. Yeah. But it's not like man facial hair. I think I prefer the man facial hair <laughs> they, they, over than just general facial they hair. They have, you know, <laughs> it's part of their tradition and their culture. I don't like you guys demeaning dwarf women this way. <laughs> Look. Wow. I, 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 wow. I can't say anything. I don't know nothing about dwarves and their way of life, except they like mining things. They do that. Um, I have a quick notes because I want to yeah, mention a few, yeah. a few Hobbit families. Yep, Brandybucks, Baggins, Buffins, Tooks, Tooks, Grubs, Chubs, and Hornblowers. <laughs> if you if you were gonna be like, we're a new family, we got to come up with a name. Or I don't know how they decide their names, you know, kind of like the Smiths. They come over, they usually change your name. How, what would you name your hobbit name? Family name? Uh, uh, Hill Hider. Uh, she. Hill Hider. Hill Hider. Okay. I've already got, I, I, I'm introverted. I, I made up a, a hobbit yeah. halfling character once for a, for a game. Um, his name was O'Spool. Oh, spool. Oh, spool. Spindly, oh, spool. Spindly, oh, spool. <laughs> Spindly, oh, spool. Yeah. Yeah, the um, oh, spools. They're, they're, noble, they're noble family. Um, I would probably go somewhere like... Stroke that chin. Spit it out. I... I I don't. I don't have one. Well, I'm blanking. Well, that's all right. I have a factoid. What do you think? Okay. The Brandybuck family mm -hmm. are the ones that founded Buckland. Buckland. No kidding. Buckland wow. actually plays a major role in our character's life. Yep. Mm -hmm. One of his parents. Oh, well, his mother yeah. was, was a Brandybuck. Yeah. She was from Buckland. Frodo was born and raised in Buckland. Buckland. Very nice. Buck, buck, buck. Um, but let's get into Frodo's life. How about Yeah. All right. Got an interesting Got knife. enough background. <laughs> There's so much lore. We can't get to all of it. Mm -mm. We tried once. <laughs> we did try We did once. try once. <laughs> we tried recently because we're preparing for something that's going to take a while to prepare mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. um, Frodo was born to, In, a, to a, a Baggins mm -hmm. and a I already forgot the a name. Buckland? Buck, no, Buck? that's the name of the town. Brand, a Brandy Buck. Buck. Brandy Obviously, his father's was a Baggins. Why does Steve look like that? And they lived in Buckland, yeah. which is which is a Providence yeah. that is separate from the Shire but neighboring. Yeah, it's it's tough because you got to remember uh, Buck Hill, Bucklebury, Buckland, mm -hmm. Brandywine, and then you have to remember you know the Marsh, and then you got to remember that their name is. 
Brie. Brandy Buck. Brandy Buck. <laughs> right? There's a lot of bees <laughs> in here. And Brie and yes. Ross. Baggins. Bag end. <laughs> I can't What do, do we it. do? I don't know. A lot of bees. Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about this is that they, they had a lot of family in this area in Buckland. Mm-hmm. And one night, now apparently Frodo's father, I believe his name is Drogo, he... Frodo. <laughs> I'm being for real. I just, I'm, you just got you got this sweet little Hobbit mom, sweet little Hobbit Frodo baby, and then Kyle Drogo, <laughs> Jason Momoa, just full size, just holding tattoos. both of them, yeah. <laughs> both of Drogo. Them. Now apparently he was a connoisseur of food. He's made food. Yeah, as most Hobbits, as most <laughs> that Hobbits do. Like the life. <laughs> well, apparently uh, after dinner one night. Mr. and Miss Baggins decided to go on a little boat ride mm-hmm. in the moonlight. Mm. When the moon meets the Boating sky, in like the moonlight. So well, their boat turned over for unknown reasons. Yes. Yeah, they never explained. It that. was rumored amongst Rumor the hobbits that it was Frodo's father's great weight mm. that turned the boat. There was also rumors that Frodo's mother tried to kill her husband, and he dragged her in with her. Yeah, but the hobbits are... The hobbits are suspicious people, and they're gossips. They're gossips. They're real gossips. They're pot stirrers. They're from the frickin' south. Mm. Yeah, there's (laughs) south, yeah. There's south vibes there. There, There's lots of gossip. Lots Mm. of gossip. It's their favorite pastime. Well, sadly, Frodo's parents drowned and they died it did. and you think with those big feet <laughs> you think you think in theory mm-hmm. just kick a few times you're out yeah not all that heavy no, no. I mean that, they've got they hair. got all that I mean, that drag though yeah, mm-hmm. that, that hair yeah well apparently um, Frodo after his parents died he spent a lot of his youth in Brandy Hall which is right here and it is apparently a underground area where a lot of his relatives hung out. A lot of Brandy Bucks lived. A lot of, uh, he, he was surrounded by loved ones to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at a certain point, Bilbo and Frodo, who are cousins, were distantly, um, they get together. Bilbo's much older than Frodo, and he decides, I'm going to adopt going to bring him back to the Shire, bring him back to Hobbiton, bring him into my home, mm-hmm. bag end, and he's going to live with me. I'm going to adopt him. And um, and he was like a father figure to Frodo. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe Frodo, now Hobbits, live a while. They live a while. Yeah. Not very long, but they live a while. It like a, Frodo yeah. was around was early 20s when he when he went to, uh, went to stay with Bilbo. They live, they live over 100 years. Well... Yes, but at the same time, it was also fascinating that um, that Bilbo was looked as good as he did at a hundred and at a hundred because yeah. around that time is when they should be looking old. Mm-hmm. They and live they, for a while, they smoke a lot, so and they smoke a lot and, and they drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. But the, if the average life expectancy is over a hundred years, mm-hmm. and they do that much eating, smoking, uh, dancing, drinking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're living my dream. <laughs> I'm gonna hit a hundred. I'm gonna hit a hundred plus, and I'm partying and gardening and surviving I'm all day. Hundred plus. 
I think it's the, the oh, stress-free life they live. Talking about age. I thought you were talking about weight. Hit <laughs> <laughs> 100, you know. I bet you a hobbit's probably around 120, probably. Even mm-hmm. a fatten. Yeah. Probably. Um, Bilbo and Frodo were good buds. Eventually, Frodo started calling him Uncle Bilbo, even though they were cousins. And... Um, I mean, I call my mom's cousins, who are my cousins, uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why do you do that? Uh, because when I was a kid and I would go to the property and they're like, you know, adult grown men with families and children, it, you know, what do you call? I'm not going to call, I'm not going to call them, you know, cousin. <laughs> or, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to call them What's by up, their, uncle their cousin, first name, uncle you know. Yeah. yeah. Call him uncle. 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 Well, that's exactly what Frodo did because of the age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, Frodo grew up on Bilbo's stories of the trolls and the dragon and the dwarves and Gandalf. And eventually Gandalf came and visited. Frodo met Gandalf. And Gandalf told stories. Gandalf and Frodo became friends. Fireworks. Fireworks. Famous fireworks, yeah. And around this time is where we kind of enter the world of the films. We we introduce, it introduced with, you know, Frodo and Gandalf are friends. They love each other. Fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. And um, and we enter the movies. Yeah. And the, one of, the, in the first, I guess, 30, 40 minutes of the film, we have a very clear uh, scene of, 111th birthday. And something that was not in the movie was it was also Frodo's 30th birthday. Yeah, he was 30. It was. They actually shared the same birthday, same September. Bir- September 22nd. 22nd. Um, they didn't talk about that in the movie. I guess they wanted to just more highlight. They, they the did a few Bilbo's changes birthday. in the film. Yeah, well, because, you know, he's 30, which is, for them, that's... That's like coming of age. Yeah, that's, that's like twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an adult now. And then, you know, he 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 doesn't go on his adventure till he's like 50. 50. 50. 17 he, years after this event. Yeah, he has the ring. Yeah, for seven years, seventeen years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, for, uh, did, this is part of it. Uh, even though he's supposed to be thirty here, thirty three. Elijah Wood was only like nineteen when they filmed. Oh wow! First when they cast him as the role he was only like 19 he was pretty young he was the youngest cast member yeah but yeah but clearly they took some some different approaches with the movies he doesn't look he's you know not 30 mm-hmm. he's not 50 when the adventure starts yeah i mean he looks 21 though mm-hmm. which if he's coming of age as a hobbit you'd imagine it'd be similar looking to what a human looks like at 21 right um, just a little shorter it works a little shorter it works i think it works great um so, you know, he has the birthday, as we saw from the films, and we are going to kind of skim through the events of The Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. because we all know it. But we wanted to establish who Frodo was, where he came from, and then what happens after yeah. Lord of the Rings. What happens? Lots to- of things happen after this, after yeah. he gets the ring. And as we already said, between getting the ring and um, Gandalf coming and telling Frodo. To keep a secret. Well, Keep it safe. Yeah, it was around the same time. But it was a 17-year period before Gandalf returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was going all over Middle-earth. He was searching for answers. That, that should show you the scope 
yeah. of how big Middle Earth is. Absolutely. You know, he's not like a wizard from Harry Potter. He can't just apparate wherever he wants well, to go. Well, let's be honest. Harry Potter in the later films. <laughs> right. <laughs> and actually that... I mean, the, he does have shot effects. The, the, there's more to apparating, apparently. I read the book. I read the. I've been reading the Harry Potter books, and apparating is a lot different in in the books. People mm-hmm. can't apparate in and out of Hogwarts. It takes. I mean, it takes a lot of skill to apparate. You got to pass mm-hmm. tests to do it. You could accidentally apparate the top half of your body and leave <laughs> the bottom half of your body. It's difficult. Yeah. So that's well, a, just a side note about wizards. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Gandalf is a Maiar, not a Valar, mm-hmm. and so he is a wizard, but he's also a lower version of the original creation of mm-hmm. Iluvatar. Mm-hmm. So Gandalf was a servant to another Valar who was a higher creation from Iluvatar. So, but Gandalf's been a part of Middle Earth. He's been a part of um, the Blessed Realm. He's been a part of this creation even before Middle Earth existed. He's been there. His spirit mm-hmm. has been there. What do you think the oldest thing Gandalf has is? His mind. In his possession? Yeah. Mm. His mind. His soul. Mm. Not physical. Mm. I don't okay. know. You're, yeah, you're, you're saying no like I you feel know like the his, answer. No, I feel I'm, like I his, his staff is pretty old, but it's, he's probably had a couple staffs. Yeah. You're thinking the pipe. Probably got an old pipe. I was looking at his pipe, but then no, I'm like. But no, I feel he like he got to he got to uh, the Shire, and he was like, "Oh heck yeah, these Let me pipes go to that are pipe wicked." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me get myself a redo. Mm-hmm. Got to get me one of these. I've been carrying this thing around for a thousand years. <laughs> done, <laughs> done, son. Smokes um, it. It tastes like tobacco and fresh oak. Oak and time. <laughs> time. <laughs> Literal time. Heck yeah. Um. So, 17-year period mm-hmm. between when the quest starts, mm-hmm. Gandalf finds answers. And what happens is Gandalf originally says, we have to get the ring out of the Shire. And he says, meet me in Bree. Mm-hmm. The Prancing the Pony. The Prancing Pony. And so, as far as Frodo goes, he, he goes off on this adventure. And as far as Frodo is aware, is he just needs to get the ring a little chunk of little chunk of uh, land, you know. Yeah, it's a break. gotta get it out of the Shire. That's it. Which seems kind of like a, a an adventure. It is an adventure for a Shire. Yeah, for for a Shire a, you folk. know Shire Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an adventure. Um, but as we saw from the films, it obviously doesn't stop there. But that's where yeah. you, that's where the Frodo as a character comes in. It's where his personal decisions, his his understanding of the world, and uh, it individuals and the fate that lies in yeah. this possession that once belonged to his cousin uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. cousin uncle. <laughs> um is held in the balance. I even mean, getting to Rivendell. Just freaking, just one of these. Even giving getting to Rivendell, it's like, okay, this has got to be the end, right? Yeah. Well the thing is Gandalf didn't show up in Bree. It was yeah. Aragorn. And Aragorn's like we have to take it farther. We have to take it farther. You're pretty brave, little hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty brave, little hobbit. Little brother. That's when he gets stabbed, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to be Weathertop. honest, Weathertop plays a huge role in the whole story of Frodo Baggins. In the, but in the book, even, you know, he's not just like, 
you know, ragdolling it all the way to Rivendell. In the book, he's like mustering courage in his heart, and uh, uh, she shouts in Elvish at mm-hmm. the uh, at at the the ring wraith, ring wraith and yeah. it it harms the ring wraith. Yeah, uh, and he attacks it with his sword. He does. Frodo does a lot in the book. Frodo was brave of heart. Very. Brave. That's where that toque came mm-hmm. out. He's like, I'm a took. There's took blood in my blood. <laughs> took blood in my blood. <laughs> and it's I all can because fight. they wanted sausages. Honestly, it's because of Sam, Mary, and Pippin. They're like, would you like some <laughs> yeah, sausages? They were cooking up some mean looking sausages. Put it out, you though. fools. Put it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you be offended if your friend just shouted, you fool? <laughs> you fool. <laughs> fool. Fool. Put it yeah. out. What have you done? Yeah. Well, to be honest, that that affects Frodo for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, they get the ring to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. They have the Council of Elrond, and people like Boromir, the little ones. <laughs> you don't simply. Gandalf was obviously there. Gandalf met him after the wound. Um, you had people like Legolas, Gimli, the eight, the eight, the eight people, the all fellowship, the fellowship. Yeah, <laughs> the fellowship. <laughs> The fellowship. <laughs> they are all there. We saw the film. Mm-hmm. Frodo was meant to go back to the mm-hmm. Shire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I will take the ring to Mordor. You know, everyone stops. And that's ultimately, that's the goal, is for Frodo to get the ring to Mordor. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point of yeah. the movie, right? Yes. No, I think the real part, part, part <laughs> I'm going to say something stupid. I know you. <laughs> okay, say it, please. Is that laughing scene, you know? <laughs> At the end, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet. Hold on. All that's right. the point of the movie. Another big trauma happens very shortly after. Gandalf. Loses Gandalf. He loses Gandalf. By guess mm. what? Gets called a fool again. A fool. Fly, you fools. <laughs> Friggin', there's fools just being thrown around. Fool this of a took. <laughs> fool of a took. Where's another fool thing in Lord uh, of the Rings? There's probably a bunch. Yeah. I'm sure Boromir said it. I'm sure. But the real savage mm. is Boromir and Faramir's father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he the real fool? He's the well. He's a fool, but also he's savage. Mm-hmm. He says some crazy things to Faramir. Mm. He's mean. He he's a mean head. Mean guy. He's he a tomato killer. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was very traumatizing for Frodo because Gandalf dies. And if you think about it, mm. Frodo is not aware that Gandalf is alive until <laughs> the ring is until destroyed. Until he sees him, yeah. The whole time, the whole quest, What's Gandalf believes... the fir- My favorite? Fellowship. Uh, two Towers. I like Return Fellowship, but as what's always said, because... I don't know what to say. I love Lord of the Rings. There are some parts of Lord of the Rings that are hard to read. Yeah, you never got past Rivendell. Uh, Rivendell was hard to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have. A problem I like Return of the King for the books. Yeah, I like yeah. Return of the King. That one it had a lot. Made you feel a lot of things. Well, I really loved Frodo and Sam's half of the book. Went in Return of the King. Mm-hmm. The the process of getting the ring, getting you know through Shelob, getting the ring to Mordor. Or, and getting it up to Mount Doom. Mm-hmm. It's it's a beautiful tale, and Gollum especially. Very traumatizing, and then they get to the great lady. Yes, mm-hmm. La Florian. La Florian with Galadriel. 
Are we going to go through the whole movie? Yeah. Well, I'm just pointing out this. And this, right. is, this is like the whole Lord of the Rings on this one slide. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful quote from that Galadriel says, This quest hangs upon the edge of a knife. Mm. Stray but a little, and it will fail. Mm. Yeah. It's a powerful, powerful mm. message that can be applied to everybody. Everybody, life. yeah. Um, that's where Frodo comes to understand, through the help of Gladriel, the weight of what the actual bearing of the ring means. Mm. You understand? What are we doing? It means here? this quest was tasked to him. Yeah. At, in a spiritual way, tasked to him. And he understands that, and Gladriel helps him understand that in a very deep way. And this is where the real struggle of the ring really sets into Frodo. Mm. I, I got a lot of notes, but they don't come in till the end. That's fine. Let's let's rush through this. Okay. Best friend and companion. Mr. Frodo, sir. At the end of the first film, first book, Sam's like, I'm not going to leave you. Yeah. He swims, almost drowns like himself. Quite a few years younger than Frodo because that's why he calls him Mr. Frodo. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't ask for a better partner. Yeah. On yeah, this I mean, quest. Sam Sam Carey literally carries Frodo the, many times. The, it carries the movie. I mean in yeah. the strawberries with cream. He got it all. Yeah. yeah. Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Um, contrasted strongly with Gollum. <sighs> yeah. You know? Gollum yeah. uh Gollum is actually in the book stronger than the films. Frodo takes very strong power over Gollum um, and treats him almost like a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, not seen as much in the films. It was seen more like Gollum was an entity that was a lowly entity, but he can influence Frodo. And he does. But in the books, Frodo was a lot harsher with Gollum mm-hmm. than we saw. Almost the, the harshness you saw from Sam was actually more similar to Frodo in the books, yeah. even though Sam was also harsh. Um, and we know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do we? Yeah. Okay. Fro- Sam opens up about wanting to, you know, go back to the Shire and Rosie Corn Dancer. Rosie Corn Dancer. <laughs> they they he goes to destroy the ring. They make it through much trial and error that they don't even see. Frodo doesn't even see. Mm-hmm. Everybody around him giving him an opportunity to destroy the ring, and um, he can't do it. So as we know from the story, Gollum, overthrown with desire. Has, tr- has followed them to the mountain and attacks Frodo at the moment that he decides, Frodo says, I can't destroy the ring. I'm claiming it as my own. Tax Frodo. And the thing, if we go all the way back to in Bag End, when Gandalf is talking to Frodo and explaining the story of Gollum and the ring, he, what Gandalf understood relayed this to Frodo, which he comes to understand much later, which is pity for Gollum and understanding he probably has a strong part to play. Mm-hmm. And little to San, little to Frodo's knowledge was that Gollum, in order to complete the task, was necessary, even through greed, to have the ring destroyed. In my notes, I wrote that the most important decision that Frodo makes mm-hmm. and the most important decision for Middle-earth isn't... Um, whether he'll throw the ring into the fire mm-hmm. or not it's whether he'll kill Gollum or not uh, and when he makes the decision to show mercy and to have pity and not kill Gollum mm-hmm. that's that's the the decision where the story 
lies in the balance where mm. in the in the end you know it's it's kind of a it's kind of one of those things that's like even if you even if you fail even if you lose yourself along the way the the choices you made earlier in life you know they'll come back around yeah and it, even though Gollum's you know what he did was out of desire for himself yeah. he kicked frodo back in line he did you know he's like get in line bub and then the other the other most important decision that frodo makes is to take sam's hand yeah you know because he could have gone down with the ring too yeah Mm -hmm. he was just as invested as Gollum. you think it would have been better if he went down with the ring no no absolutely not we have so much more of his story to tell no because the the decisions that frodo makes and and sort of in my opinion you know kind of the answer to our question the reason Frodo matters is because the the good decisions he makes outweighs, you know, his failing, mm-hmm. and he makes you know he overcomes it. Yeah, yeah. His mercy and his decision to accept Sam's hand instead of going after greed. Mm-hmm. That's the most important things in Lord of the Rings, in Absolutely. my opinion. Which we are, I mean, it's interesting, the contrast of Frodo and Sam standing up there when um, the king, I can't remember his name, that cut off the ring off Sauron's hand initially. And and, uh Rivendell fella, I said his name earlier. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me. Okay. Elrond Mm -hmm. is standing there ready to destroy the ring. It's Elrond! It's (laughs) Elrond! I should remember that. It's Elrond! Isildur and Elrond are, mm. are gonna destroy the ring and they choose not to in the contrast to well actually the mirroring mm. that same moment with Sam and Frodo Sam's like destroy it throw it into fire same thing happens same thing happens but Frodo no, didn't fail no Frodo didn't fail he didn't fail he did everything he was told to do yeah they said get the ring to Mordor he got the ring to Mordor he didn't fail; it just overwhelmed him. Mm-hmm. And this was a this is a hard task. I mean, yeah. it's a big deal. It and also let's just point out Elijah Wood's <laughs> acting as Frodo. I I don't think they could have cast it better. In my he opinion. did really good. I mean, the emotion that Elijah naturally has in his face. You can't find a better actor to say what's the internal struggle. What what actor can portray this right. intense internal struggle? It's a well Elijah Wood with them freaking story well those speaking eyes can the tell speaking the speaking eyes the speaking eyes um this is an observation that i had when i was reading up on this mm-hmm. you know we we all look at gandalf picking frodo mm-hmm. and 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 knowing that frodo's bravery and his willpower is what's going to get um the ring to mordor he's he d- i i don't i don't know that even sam could have I could have done. I truly it. don't believe either. Because Sam Sam's loyalty was to Frodo. He would have, you know, probably eventually cracked under the pressure to use the ring to protect Frodo mm-hmm. more than he already does in the story. Yeah. Um so but also I I I got to thinking maybe Gandalf also picked Frodo because I mean you think about everybody in middle earth if boromir had taken the ring mm-hmm. he would have become a very powerful warrior if galadriel had taken the ring 
she would have become like she, a, a it was queen, offered a to goddess. Her. Yeah. It, you know, if in if, the place of a Dan, dark lord, <laughs> you shall have a queen. All shall love me <laughs> and despair. Yeah. Um, but but part, you know, I think I think ultimately it's for the bravery mm-hmm. in in spite of fear that he's seen in hobbits before. But also, this is the weakest species in Middle Earth. This is the weakest. Ain't nobody conquering if, nothing. If if Frodo. Put on the ring and decided to embrace it and become a powerful deity character. I think Gandalf could have taken him. Yeah. Also. Also, he could have taken Gollum. Well, yeah. it just becomes yeah. another Gollum. Yeah. We've seen what the ring can Gandalf, do to Gandalf a Hobbit. Gandalf could take him. Sam could take him. <laughs> right. It, so I think. I think. I think Gandalf probably like, knew this that. Is the safest solution. Also, hobbits are full of surprises. He's like, yeah, he's like, hobbits are full of surprises. Sam is going to tackle him <laughs> into the mountain. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. And if and if he managed to escape. Gandalf was a mire. He's been there from yeah. the beginning. If he, he were to escape Sauron somehow mm-hmm. with the ring, Gandalf would have found him. He'd have got him. <laughs> it would have been a longer story, but I mean, this is the weakest. The weakest species. The weakest species. Yeah. Uh, yes. At this point, we get Frodo realizing Gandalf's mm-hmm. alive, and he, you know, lets out a joyful no- noise. Joyful. <laughs> 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 Gandalf's like, <laughs> Gandalf's like, <laughs> Gimli. <laughs> yeah, Gimli is like, <laughs> now that was hilarious mm-hmm. in the film. Thank you, Peter Jackson, for bringing <laughs> us that you. masterful <laughs> cinema. And then what do you just think like, was was going on with I guess this when he was writing the script or when they're just filming that day? Would, what he's like, okay, hear me out. They have to wake up on a background music. I think it has to be like it has to be like think of the happiest you can possibly be mm-hmm. after surviving everything, everything. The end of the world, you survived. Think about how happy you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. That's how happy you are in this scene. Go. <laughs> I, I kind of think. Go. And, and no, this is not the same. But when we would go on these AT trips, yes, I was about to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. We went on these Appalachian Trail trips, sixty mile trips in like four or four, five days. Yeah. Uh, and once you get done, all you're thinking about is Mountain shower. Dew. Mountain Dew oh, and a shower. Shout, Mountain Dew and shower. Yeah. Shout and Dew. Shout and do together, yes. Um, Maybe a steak. And you get that drink, and you just like you take one sip, and then you're like, ah. <laughs> 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 just think of how happy you could possibly be. Yeah, that's the events of of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But we have a little bit more that the films left out. Mm-hmm. After all the joy, after well, let's first point out that. Arwen, the elf queen to Aragorn, before they part ways with Frodo, she lets Frodo know, I am staying behind. I'm staying oh, I'm staying back from all the elves leaving Middle-earth to go to the Blessed Realm, mm-hmm. to go west. <clears throat> and she offers Frodo her place on the ship. Right. And... um. And at this point, Frodo doesn't really know what he wants. 
it, he he's scarred he's damaged but not to the full extent as it's setting in yet mm-hmm. well in the films they didn't show this but in the films they go back to the shire they return home come to find out somebody named sharky sharky ah. with a bunch of freaking minions mm. are have taken over the shire like a bunch of hoodlums just taking prisoners slave labor well these four hobbits they are they know battle they understand the process they're like we fight we rally together we really? claim back our land <clears throat> that's what they did and they overthrew Sharky, and turns out Sharky was Saruman. Saruman. <laughs> Saruman. Do you think Peter Jackson did this because I don't think it's a super strong point to the story. If I'm being honest, it's not a strong point, but I think he he wanted to not tarnish this Shire, this picture of the Shire, mm-hmm. and he wanted them also like he wanted. Destroying the climax of the ring. was the climax. Yeah, destroying yeah. of the ring was the climax. Yeah, and then the rest is the end. But I, I like this ending because it's realistic. He should have threw yeah. this in the extended or something. Yeah, I like this ending because well, it's realistic. Well, the thing is, we and... saw a clip of it mm-hmm. when Frodo in the films is looking yeah, in into the, first the, movie, the, the Galadriel's birdbath, yeah. and he sees visions. Well, we see visions of this very thing, of orcs overthrowing the Shire, of taking them as slaves destroying the land well that's what actually happened in the books mm-hmm. and um, not to that extent that to he that saw, extent, yeah but, but it was similar but um saruman has laid waste him and Wormtongue has laid waste to the land of the shire and um and the hobbits rally together when they get home and they say we're gonna fight them and they did they they beat them and Wormtongue is actually the one that kills Saruman similar same as in the, the extended cut of the films yeah but it except wasn't it wasn't enough. pushing off a, a tower after the battle it was many a while after after the rings destroyed mm-hmm. his tongue kills Saruman um, at that point there's a lot of things that has to happen uh, Frodo actually becomes mayor of Hobbiton or the Shire I think as a whole I can't remember that detail um and he, he stays busy. He's a big part of the Shire of Hobbiton, living in Bag End. He's a big part of their their history moving into the future. And um, at this point yeah. is when Frodo starts to feel the repercussions. Someone is watching. That's right. Um, he starts to feel the repercussions of being the ring bearer. He starts to feel the pain on the anniversary mm. of being stabbed um, by the ring wraith. And, um, and he discloses this to his friends. You know, he tells Sam, it's been four years to the day. I mean, after talk. after what they experienced, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's obviously experiencing uh, PTSD. Absolutely. Um, after that, trying to live this life for him with such a, a spiritual burden mm-hmm. from the ring and the you know he's that scarred him the the knife the, the ring wraith yeah. scarred him he's, he's scarred damaged. he's damaged he's you know he can't heal mm-hmm. you know 
And he can't be in peace. Yeah. He needs peace. And he comes to understand that in order for him to have peace, he has to leave Middle Earth. He's not going to find it in Middle Earth. Um, at the, around the same time, uh, it's it's a number of years, is when he gets into Bilbo's, the Red Book of... West March. my notes. West March. West March. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Red Book of West March. Um, there and back again, Bilbo's story. He adds his story. The the downfall of the Lord of the Rings and the return of the king. Yes. That's what you said at the beginning. That's why I cued him up. Um, and then he gives it to Sam when he writes his his account of the what happened. And um, Sam and Mary and Pippin all add to this, this book. Oh, wow. Um, and then we get to the, the scene that really makes everybody cry. Mm-hmm. The concept of the, the the coming to the end of the account of Frodo's <clears throat> life. Which, you know, they had to film this twice. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. When yeah. they when they filmed it once, they filmed it for the first time, and then they, all the Lord of the Rings were done on film. Yep. Uh, when they got the footage back from the film... It was blurry, out of focus. Mm, there was oh no. so much out of focus. I think also it might have been exposed to light accidentally, which will destroy film. Um, something was corrupted with the footage. With the film, it was messed yeah. up. Yeah, so they're like, we got to re- reshoot this scene. we got to all do the teary-eyed again. Mm. They said it was emotionally draining because this is also a big part of the film also wasn't just the story it was the coming to the conclusion of the film um and frodo well he gets on a ship heads toward the west a lot of the in my research a lot of the questions that there were was like why does frodo have to leave Mm -hmm. is is the question i see he said he doesn't have to Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to leave if he doesn't want to but he needs peace he needs to. Yeah, he needs to. So he could easily die in Middle Earth and sure. die miserable. But what is the <clears throat> what is the benefit of someone that did so much for the entire world? Like mm-hmm. Frodo did. What is the benefit of him dying in pain? Mm-hmm. When it all, all comes back, he never found himself his ro- rosy corn dancer. <laughs> I don't think he could. He couldn't. You know, he couldn't. I don't he was think too he old could. And he, but that's, that's. I mean, in why. this in this version, he is not too old, but he's too he's too broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a broken individual, and but I mean, if you broken think about it, the only companion he needed was Sam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I, I I won't quit you. <laughs> I won't quit you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, did you have the answer? Did you find the answer in all of this why searching? Why important? Why he matters. Why does he matter to Lord of the Rings? Why Frodo matters. Mm-hmm. I think, now, I'm, I'm going to say this from a storytelling perspective. I think one of the biggest things that J.R. Tolkien valued in his stories creating the hobbits creating this huge world only to make for many of his writings the main characters the smallest most insignificant Mm -hmm. of individuals is the fact that 
it doesn't really matter the size and it doesn't really matter the power or anything like that. It matters about the heart. It matters about mm -hmm. the bravery. It matters about the willingness and the courage that you need almost every day to continue moving forward, the quest. And he created these people that were the hobbits to embody that in a lot of ways. Because as we hear many times, hobbits are full of surprises. Mm -hmm. You know, hobbits always come through in strange ways for some reason when they're the most unlikely to. Mm. And I think Frodo mattered is him specifically. It could be anybody. Could be any any hobbit story. But why does Frodo matter? Well, he had a life experience that brought pain. You know, his he grew up essentially without parents. Um, Frodo mattered because he befriended one of the most powerful beings in Middle Earth. Frodo mattered because he was from the same family line of and called uncle to the man that that went on a quest himself and found the ring out of mm -hmm. the depths of Middle Earth. And Frodo ultimately mattered because he was the only one who could do it. Mm as we heard from Galadriel he the the task was appointed to him and him alone i think it was truly the will of iluvatar mm. probably that frodo mattered to middle earth what is your thought and then i want to add um, something to the story mine or, was my mine was his uh not not frodo's bravery it's not frodo's bravery isn't what matters it's not you know his his ability to do what Gandalf says and and do what's uh, you know do something because every Hobbit does that yeah mm -hmm. every Hobbit you know Mary gets on a horse and rides out into battle and um, Pippin uh, Pippin you know defends Faramir mm -hmm. and and fights in Minas Tirith and Sam. You know, fights off monsters and, and, orcs spiders, and spiders and, and orcs and, and everything. Um, but he faces down Sauron yeah. right there with Frodo. Mm -hmm. But his, I, I think, I think the reason Frodo matters so much is that it wasn't his bravery that was the big decision; it was his mercy. Mm. That's why. That's why the story hinges on him. Sam would have chosen to you know kill Gollum get rid, rid themselves of Gollum you know eventually he didn't like Gollum and want to be around Gollum uh, uh, he would have left Gollum if they could but Frodo decides to have mercy to have pity mm -hmm. that's the big decision you know it's not overcoming everything it's, you know treat others the way you want to be treated can you that's beautiful. that's why it matters man. can you can you quote Gandalf when they're talking in the minds of Moria and he's like yeah I got it. I got it I wish I wish uh I'll be I'll be Frodo he's like I don't I can't remember what he says <laughs> I wish Bilbo would have killed him when he had the chance I have no memory of this <laughs> <laughs> what was it uh he says oh I think he said Pity Bilbo didn't kill him when, kill he, had him when he had the chance. Yeah, it was pity, pity. <laughs> Did it that was, really? Well. It was pity. pity that stayed Bilbo's blade. Stayed Bilbo's blade. <laughs> <laughs> Do your best Ian McKellen impression. <laughs> um, 
all that we must do is decide what to do with the time with the time that's, that's given, given us yeah us. that's like the best that's one of the best lines in the whole white everything. shores um what I wanted to add you shall not pass <laughs> I don't want to discount the story of Frodo because Frodo the story is Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. there we all the members of Lord of the Rings is Frodo um but all the members of the Lord of the Rings is Frodo. Interesting. We are all. That's a Christopher Nolan movie. We are all um, Frodo. No. J.R.R. Tolkien was a linguist. Mm-hmm. Correct or not correct, you can uh, correct me in the comments down below because you will <laughs> anyway. Um, he was a linguist and so he, he created all these languages but without a backstory to these languages, mm-hmm. language doesn't mean anything. A word is nothing. The word... Don't say Celador. Don't say Celador. <laughs> I was thinking Celador. <laughs> Don't say it. You said it too many times. Celador. That word... Say Aluvatar. He also came up with that word. Louis Vuitton. Louis Tard. That word is just noise coming out of your mouth hole. Eluvatar. With, with nothing, no meaning behind right. it. And so he wrote the, the story. He wrote the story, Lord of the Rings, as meaning, as backstory to mm-hmm. all these languages that he created and fell in love with. So that's my two cents. That's why Frodo matters? That's why Frodo matters. <laughs> mm, yes. He just, ne- he came up with the word Frodo and he's like, gotta come up with something now. Yep. Frodo that's matters what? because every other character calls Gandalf Gandalf. Where, where's Frodo says Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. 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 Half of this, half of this podcast is just us doing <laughs> Lord of the Rings impressions. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Um, Wyatt, mm. you're a novelist. You want to re- read it like Gandalf? Yes. yes. These are the last words written by Tolkien <laughs> that, for it. the account of Frodo Baggins. And the ship went out into the high sea and passed on into the west. Until at last on a night of rain, Frodo smelled the sweet fragrance on the air and heard the sound of singing that came over the water. And then it seemed to him that as in his dream in the house of Bombadil, the gray rain curtain turned all to silver glass and was rolled back and he beheld the white shores and beyond them a far green country under a swift sunrise. Mm-hmm. People don't write like that anymore. They don't. People don't write like that's why when I read the first book, and he was describing like the 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 morning as if a, a purple veil was being lifted off the world, and I was like, shoo, yeesh, Whew. sheesh. What is the West like, bruh? Mm-hmm. Let's go to the yeah. West. That's Frodo Baggins. Yeah. In a podcast nutshell, he matters. He matters intensely. Even if it's just a sound. Mm. Frodo Baggins. Frodo Baggins. Baggins. Put the bag. Put something in the bag. <laughs> bag is in something. Yeah. Baggins. Fill the bag up. <laughs> you ever seen that? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
bag. I was like this. Uh, it's a uh, uh, a little little person. Mm-hmm. He's like he's a, a dwarf. He, no, a little person in real life. A I, child? I don't think they like being called dwarves. I'm trying to be politically correct. I don't know the correct term. <sighs> little see. people. He's, okay. he's this guy's like this tall. Stature challenged. And he's. <laughs> You know he's 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 an adult, mm-hmm. but he walked into a store and he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Fear that beggar! Fear that beggar!" And then the police get there and they lay him. <laughs> <laughs> they lay him, just gr- grabs the body, lay him on the ground. They just lay him on his body. He's like, "The police are coming, man! Fear that beggar!" Uh, All right, we're gonna giggle a little bit. Let's giggle. Yeah, let's giggle. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna look at three different memes. Hold on. Yep. You wanna? We, yeah, go ahead. Um, we got this podcast. You just <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> we also have one on Friday night. That's right. Men of the Midnight Special. Go check that out. It's audio only. Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher. What time does it come out? Ten p.m. When? Ten p.m. When? Friday night. That's right. <laughs> Friday night. Ten p.m. That's right. Midnight um, Special podcast, audio only. But if you like this, subscribe to this channel. Give us some comments down below because we need, we, we don't we need, need positive we, feedback. We need positive, we want your constructive criticisms, I not just, just criticism. Also, tell us you enjoy things. Yeah. And How are we supposed to do this if nobody telling us they enjoy if, it? If, if, hmm. if, if, if everybody hates stuff, if everybody hates things. Well, then we're going to be the people that are hated. Yeah. We're just going to keep making. That's our shtick. <laughs> We're just going to keep making content that apparently everyone hates. Um, also, check out the studio channel if you want, like, our reactions and stuff. Yes. First meme. Frodo, please, Sam. No, not again. If I take one more step, I'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. <laughs> Wait, he's all the way out here. <laughs> yeah, all the way out here. You got to do the, you gotta do the <laughs> Samwise impression. Mr. Frodo, <laughs> if I take one more step, I'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. I've ever been. Good. You got a fr- you got a salmon. An olifant. Mm. An olifant. Potato. Olifant. Mushroom. Stick them in stew. Mine is always like hyper dramatic, Sam. You know, if I take one more step, <laughs> I'll be the farthest away I've from home I've, I've ever, ever been. been. I've, I've ever been. 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 Mine's always like most dramatic, Sam, yeah. when he's like, uh, uh, uh. It's like the stories we heard. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that speech. That makes me cry. Yeah. There's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. There's still some good in this world, Mr. And it's Mr. worth fighting for. <laughs> Gosh dang it, that makes me cry. Throw it in the fire. <laughs> Elijah would. Elijah wouldn't. <laughs> Jeez. I don't like the face. Yeah, Sorry if you're face. if you're not if you're listening to this. The memes section is very video heavy. Um that's a good one. Next. I don't even remember. <laughs> Waking up on November, daylight savings feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Waking up on March, daylight savings feel like. <laughs> this is very topical because yeah. it's daylight savings. Yes, yes. Was. Just Also, it's daylight Frodo. Savings. Yeah. And <laughs> that's right on the money. But that face right there, <laughs> that's how it feels like waking up in March. Just, mm, your eyes slightly slanted Just, the other way. Yeah, wrapped up, <laughs> wrapped up, <laughs> wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. it. That's the show. That's the, the show, show, everybody. Um, once again, midnight special. 
Look for it this Friday. We love you. Mm. The same way that Frodo loves his uncle cousin. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> um, What are you guys up to this week? Um, I, I'm actually just trying to get ahead on some of this editing. To yeah. be honest, I'm a little swamped. Yeah. I'm a little swamped. Swamped. Like and I have a lot of things I want to do, so we need to work together. Yeah, we got to work this out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Also, the Patreon needs to get started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this. It doesn't need to start this week. It just needs to be created in the next week.